This is the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones of MrsChristyJones.com, episode number 44. In today's episode, I am being very transparent and vulnerable about a really tough season that I'm in in my own marriage. And I really pray and hope that just being honest and having a real conversation around where me and my husband are right now will really encourage you and your spouse. Up next on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. Welcome to the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Little-Jones. I'm a relationship coach, a marriage and family champion, and the chief cheerleader for women all over the world. The Wife Wisdom Podcast is a real conversation designed to help you cultivate the heart of a wife. If you are single and desire to be married, if you are newly married and want to thrive as a wife, or if you are a seasoned wife and just need a little encouragement staying a wife, you are in the right place. If you are new to our podcast, woohoo! Welcome to the family. I am thrilled that you are here. And if you are already a part of my tribe and you don't already know, I love and appreciate you. Hi, thank you for joining me today for this week's episode of the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I could have done what I had originally planned to do. But I really think that this episode is going to be really important because it is going to be very raw. It's going to be very real. And it's going to be a depiction of a tough season in marriage. And it is my own personal journey of being married for 17 years, been with him for 18 years, and the, at the time of recording this episode, I'm really having a tough time. And I wanted to be raw. I wanted to be real. I wanted to be honest because that's what the Wife Wisdom Podcast is all about. It's about real conversations in marriage, preparing for marriage, thriving in marriage, and fighting to stay married. And so I'm in a season where we have had great times we've had, and this is all within 30 days. We've had great times. We've had tough times and we've had times where I really just don't like him very much. And, you know, I don't think I'm alone when I, when, as I talk to people who are wanting to be married or even people who are married, you know, there are times when we don't like our spouse. There are times when they get on our last nerve. And I want to kind of talk about how do we stay through those tough times? How do we have hope that our marriage is not going to be like this the rest of our lives? And so I'm just going to talk to you today. I'm going to share a couple of things that I'm going through in hopes and, and really praying that, that it comforts you, that it encourages you, that it just lets you know that you're not by yourself, that you're not alone because you're not. Being married for 17 years is amazing. It's amazing, especially in the light of our society and what's going on and the fact that so many people are not getting married because they feel like they can experience the same thing just by living together. And that's not true. 
the the championing the championing <laughs> of marriage is is shifting. Um, the boundary stone has been moved. So I don't know about you, but I love when we are in our happy place. When things are flowing, we're connecting emotionally, mentally, physically, and we are really experiencing love at its greatest. Who doesn't want that in their marriage every single day, <laughs> right? And so I love that space. And I really am committed to being in that place as often as possible, as much as possible. So when we are not in that place, it's there, there, it feels like something is wrong. It feels like something great is missing. And so I am a peacekeeper and a peacemaker in our relationship. And so I really do fight and am committed to being in our happy place. Now, that is not, you cannot do that by yourself. You both have to be committed to getting to that, into that place or being in that space. You have to both be very conscious and aware and intentional in getting to your whatever your happy place is in your marriage. And if there's only one part of you, one spouse that's committed to doing that, it becomes very taxing. It becomes exhausting because they're the ones who are always fighting to for the marriage to be in that great space. Well, there are many ups and downs in marriage. Those of you who are married know exactly what I'm talking about. And it's an emotional roller coaster at times. And during this emotional roller coaster, it's really important for us to learn along the way how to step out of the emotion of the offense in marriage or the, um, I think the offense is a good way to explain it because that's really the trigger that offend, the offense triggers you to either withdraw, to get angry, to make different choices, to think certain things, to think certain ways, right? It's usually the offense that has taken place from your spouse that sends you there. Well, how do we take ourselves out of the emotion of the offense to see our marriage from a a, a higher place from a an aerial view, so to speak, as opposed to really staying in the hurt and in the weeds of the offense when it comes to the to your marriage, because I am like I had mentioned earlier. I don't really like my husband right now, and some of you may be like, uh, uh oh, right. Well, I'm just being real. It doesn't mean that I don't love him. It doesn't mean that I don't want to be married to him. It just means that I don't like him. I don't like the the person that he is right now. And when I remember the first time I thought that, I did panic. And I did say, oh no, what have I done? I made a mistake. As opposed to recognizing that there are going to be times when you, you know, you don't like your the people that you're closest to, you may not like a certain characteristic or personality trait of that person, because it offends you, 
it pisses you off, it gets on your nerves, um, you're annoyed by it, a lot of these different things. But it's important to know that you don't have to throw the baby out with the baby with the bathwater, right? That expression of there are going to be aspects of your spouse that you don't like. And if this is new news to you, I'm so glad that I was able to share that with you because especially for my newer married people is just know they're going to be aspects of your or things that your spouse does that really get on your nerves. There's going to be, there's so much evolving and growing in marriage. I can't, we've, I've been with my husband for 18 years. I was a completely different person 18 years ago. And so was he, I was a different person, 17, 16, 15, 14, 13, like every year, every month, every season we are different. And so a really big aha for me is knowing that when you decide to marry someone, when you decide to say, I do, it's kind of like, you've got to be a really good visionary. You've got to know that the person that you're saying I do to has to have the capacity to grow with you in marriage. They've got to be willing to not only be open-minded, but they've got to be open to working on themselves personally developing and that that's important to them that they're not trying to hold on and stay who they who they are when you marry them but that they're wanting to grow in marriage with you because that's going to be so important i can't imagine people who've been married 60 70 years the the journey that they've had to go through they've had to really learn how to give each other grace they've had to learn to love each other through the tough times when they didn't like each other and that's really the season i'm in like loving my spouse during a season when i don't like him and and the reason why i don't like him is because he offends me by doing certain things and it's like you know it'd be very easy to allow certain things that he does that gets on my nerves that offends me to totally wreak havoc in my marriage, totally cause distance, totally um, push me away from him. Because I don't know about you, but whenever I'm offended or somebody is offends me, the last person I want to be with is that person. The last person I want to be around is that person who has offended me. And I think that's pretty normal. That's just kind of human nature. Anyone who hurts your feelings or offends you, you're wanting to run away because innately we are designed to protect our hearts, to protect ourselves, to protect our mind, to protect our space. And so it's, it's easy when you are in a tough season in your marriage to, 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 allow the offense to turn into space that turns into distance that turns into disdain that turns into sometimes even a divorce because of this one little offense that was never addressed. And so it's, I wanted to just share that as even as a relationship coach, I've, I've coached men and women and couples for over a decade and a half now. And I still have times where I struggle in my marriage. And there are still times where I have to really take my own medicine and, and really choose love, even in the midst of 
not really liking my husband right now. And so I wanted to do this podcast today, this episode from a very real place, from a very raw space that I'm in right now, because I, I, I can't be, I don't believe that you can really transfer truth or transfer the heart of a wife without being real. And that is why I wanted to just share that I don't like people who talk to me with a certain tone, with a very arrogant, very um, self-entitled, unaware tone. When you, the tone offends me. And I know that that is true for a lot of my fellow wives. That tone offends us. Whether it's your husband, your sister, your brother, your mother, it doesn't matter. But when you talk down to us or, or don't appreciate us as women, um, those are kind of fighting words, right? That's fighting behavior because of all of the things that we do, all of the things that we sacrifice when our spouse, when we don't feel appreciated by our spouse or valued or, um, even respected or loved by our spouse, it can make you feel really alone. And the worst thing is to be a wife a very lonely wife, to be in your marriage and feel like you are by yourself, to feel like you're alone. And I've, I've counseled and coached many women who have experienced this. And the way I encourage them is what I want to share with you today is to one, to focus not on the offense, but to really think through reasons why you said yes, reasons why you said I do. What are the things that you love most about your spouse? And it's hard to really even think through those things because you're so hurt, you're so angry, you're so um, disgusted or distant or whatever it is. But you, it's really healthy for you to, to think positively about your spouse because the the latter because the latter is easier it's easier to think negative things about people about situations about circumstances because of this really weird chemical in our brain that just is drawn to negativity it's kind of like when it's the news oh we're so like oh my gosh did you hear did you hear like the negative but when it's positive how come people don't share that so it's the same thing i can't remember the actual physiological process that goes on in our brain, but it is drawn to negativity. So when you think positively about your spouse, even in the midst of a tough season, it really does soften the the negativity that is that you really are trying to place in your mind, right? Or you're trying to remove out of your mind. So that's a way to start uh, replacing those negative thoughts with positive, like, Oh, you know, I really love when my husband opens the door for me. I love when he, the fact that he goes to work every day and, um, and helps to provide for our family. I love the fact that he has conversations with, uh, my teenage kids and telling them what right from wrong, you know, so think positively, even in the midst of 
your your tough season. And that's what I'm continuing to do. The other thing is, is having the conversation when you're in a tough season and you have a spouse that doesn't like to have confrontational conversations, oftentimes they sweep things under the rug. They, they hope that they'll go away. If they ignore them, if they don't say anything about them, they will go away. And that is not true. In fact, when you try to avoid uh, hard conversations and you just shove it under the rug, eventually you will show up and all of those things that you shoved under the rug will create this big, huge pile of mess in your marriage. And there's resentment that builds. There's bitterness that builds. There is um, just brokenheartedness that builds because what happens is the the partner that does not initiate or have the conversation or doesn't like having the conversation then it's it it would the what it's translating or what it's relaying to the spouse who needs to have the conversation is that you are not valuable and I do not care how you feel so that's a situation that I'm in where I've I've expressed something to Adrian that hurt me that I was very upset about. And there's been no effort at all to even have the conversation. Now, when I mentioned it to him, he couldn't talk about it. But there wasn't even there wasn't even a space where he came back around and said, Okay, I'm ready to talk about it. So it really made me feel like there was that there's he didn't even value how I felt, which also causes division, it causes disheartedness and, and dissension. And so, but for you to be the one who is offended, to share your offense with your spouse, your spouse never addresses it and push shoves it under the rug. How do you not feel hurt? How do you not feel offended? What do you do right outside of continuing to say, well, are we going to have this conversation? Are we going to have a conversation? And you still feel devalued. You still feel like um, there's no appreciation. There's no intention that there's no respect even or love in the relationship, in the marriage. Because so I say that to say that if your spouse share something to you with you that is important to them, that the greatest gift that you can give them is letting them know that it's important to you. It's important to you because it's important to them. And, you know, I know that it's easy when you're in relationship for a long time to start taking people for granted, but you can't, you can't. That's why I've talked to numerous men and women in there who've been married close to two decades and both parties are like, Oh no, I don't know if I'm gonna make it, especially the women because we're, we're emotional. And so if we don't feel emotionally connected to our spouse and the kids are gone out of the house, we're like, well, I don't know if I want to even be spend the rest of my life with you because I don't like you very much, right? Because you're mean to me or because you don't value me or you don't appreciate me or you don't respect me or you don't love me. And I get it. I get it because those are very real things. And we we don't want the lack of communication or the lack of 
of courage even to have those conversations to lead you down a path that you can't get back from. So I'm sharing certain things that that have come up for me as of late that have been heavy on my heart. And I'm just wanting to be real in a way that that really helps you in your own relationship. So don't discount things that are important to your spouse. Have conversations with them around those things, because what it does is it communicates that they're important, that you value what hurts them. So that is really important. The next thing I want to share is, is friendship. Um, One of the things that I, I've learned in research is that believe it's something like 78% of marriages that are happy are, are have to do or have one component to do with the fact that they married their best friend. Yeah, they married their best friend. And when you marry your best friend, there's a different interaction that you have. There's a different way that you communicate, that you talk to each other. Think about your own best friend right now. You really, nine times out of 10, you are saying things to them that are encouraging, uplifting. You're their cheerleader. Like you got this girl, you're beautiful. You don't need to lose 50 pounds. You don't need to lose. You look amazing, right? So that is the normal conversation that you have with your best friend. But if you're not married to your best friend, then oftentimes you don't have that conversation because you don't even like being around each other. So one of the things that I am really believing for and praying for is for my spouse to become my best friend. It has, it did not start off like that. And we've developed a friendship over the years, but I want to be Adrian's best friend and I want him to be my best friend and it's just going to take intention it's going to take effort it's going to take um what's the word it's going to take a deliberate action on both of our parts to really develop a best friendship in marriage especially because there are we're in a tough season right but I think it's critical for any couple to develop a friendship, a best friendship, a BFF friendship in their marriage, especially as the, as the, as they approach the empty nest, the empty nester phase, because once the empty nester phase comes, if you're not already kind of working through or have worked on some of these core issues in your marriage, lots of times couples don't make it because they're like, well, the kids are grown. The kids are on their own. I really don't like being with you. I'd rather be by myself. And let's just part ways as friends. And that's not good, right? It's not good. And I'm not saying that if that is your story, I'm not, they're not passing judgment at all because I'm being very vulnerable right now and praying that you, that I'm not being judged right now either. Um, so I'm not ever trying to pass judgment. I'm just trying to be honest and real um, with where, where marriage can end up, where marriage can be. And so when you're in a tough season, oftentimes you've got to just 
hold on. You've got to trust that God brought you together for a reason, even if you may not be able to see it today, even if you cannot see the future of your marriage, trust that God brought you together for a reason. And whatever he's doing in you during this tough season, he it's it's because he needs to develop something in you. And so being in a tough season right now in my marriage and sharing this on a national podcast may be the reason why I'm going through this tough season is because God laid it on my heart to be just real and raw. Not that I am not ever real, but to be very vulnerable and transparent with my listeners in today's podcast, because I want you to know you're not alone. I want you to know that I have been here in this season many times before. (laughs) So this isn't the first time I did not like my husband very much. This isn't the first time that I was like, oh, I hope that marriage is not going to be like this the rest of my life because I'm not sure if I can make it if it is right where you're being in in such a you're in a a, such a tough space where you don't even want to be around each other, but you know you have to be because the enemy can will cause a wedge. It will cause division in your marriage so deep, so wide that those marriages that have didn't necessarily maybe they weren't able to identify the enemy, they maybe weren't able to identify the distance and the division in their marriage. Most of those are divorced. Most of those couples are divorced today. Because during those times, the 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 lows in marriage, they did not press in, they pressed away. And so I'm really pressing in to my husband, even though I'm in a tough season, even though there's some things that he's done and said that have hurt my heart, that have hurt my feelings. Um, but I really am choosing to forgive because forgiveness is a decision. Forgiveness is not a feeling. I don't, of course, I don't feel like forgiving. Of course, I want to protect myself, shut down, not talk, Um, you do your own thing. I'll do my own thing. You stay in that room. I'll stay in this room. Of course I would want to do that because that would, it would be me like licking my wounds in the corner. Right. But God, what God calls us to do is to love at all times because love never fails. Love always wins. But when, what if I don't feel like loving today because you hurt my feelings, you hurt my heart, you pissed me off. You get on my nerves. I'm really annoyed by you. (laughs) What about those days? Right? So now you have to choose. You have to choose. Am I going to be like God? Or am I going to be like Christy? Right? Am I going to just default to my own emotional state of hurt? Or am I going to love through the pain and the hurt and the discomfort anyway, because God, I choose you because I said that I would follow you because I said that I would follow your lead. Yeah, it's, it's a journey and there's a wrestling oftentimes and I'm, I'm not perfect and I don't get it right every time. And, but I'm grateful that Because of my relationship with God, there's conviction when I don't get it right. There's conviction when I may be leaning towards wanting to be more like Christy as opposed to being more 
like God (laughs) in my own process, in my own journey, when I really am just like, I have no words for you, Adrian, today. And, but I talk to him anyway, lovingly, because that's what God would want to do, want me to do. That's what God is calling me to do. And let me tell you, it is no joke. It is no joke. Although we are carriers of the presence of God, when we are acting, the, when we act like the character of God in our marriage, it takes his strength. It takes his spirit. It takes his word and his truth literally resonating on the inside of us to, uh, to come out of our face. It really does. And so I, a part of me sharing, being vulnerable and transparent on this podcast is to also share that their journey in marriage is, is, um, you cannot do it with apart from God, right? You cannot do it apart from a relationship with knowing with the person who created marriage. You've got to know that as God, God created marriage. So he equipped you when he called you to marriage, he equipped you to make it to the end of marriage, to the end when death do you part, right? When God calls you home, he equipped you for marriage at every stage, every season, every up, every down, every high, every low, he's equipped you. He wouldn't have called you to it if he didn't equip you. And so we know this for our our careers, right? We know this for our businesses that, oh, when we are visionaries and we, we are very focused and ambitious and, and about our purpose and our goal, we know that God's given us the, he's, he's equipped us to do those things, right? Marriage is no different. Marriage is no different that he's given you. He's equipped you to lead. He's equipped you to help. He's equipped you to support. He's equipped you to love. He's equipped you to forgive. He's equipped you to, to have converse, hard conversations and come out. Okay. He's equipped you to, to walk in godly character when you really feel like, um, walking in ungodly character, <laughs> feeling like he really has God. And we have to lean on the Lord during the toughest times in our marriage. You know, we went through very hard financial time in my marriage um, a couple years ago and, and just recently are coming out of the dark from that just really tough time. And I just remember thinking, wow, this is why people say that sex, communication and money can really break and wreak havoc on a marriage. When you don't have enough money to pay your bills or keep your lights on or pay for food or any of those things, oh my gosh, I can absolutely understand why it would be such a strain on the marriage. But you've got to really, you've literally have got to lean on the Lord during those times. You've got to trust him. You've got to cry out to him. You've got to um, rest in him because if you look to your circumstance or your situation oh you're not going to make it if you look to your your spouse solely to come up with a plan 
or to have the vision or to get that extra job or to um, really help you get through, oftentimes they can't because they are struggling themselves. And so the God is, um, he is just so all consuming and all knowing that, that I'm just really even encouraging myself in this moment to rely on him, to rest in his presence, to just rest in knowing that he has, and he knows what I'm going through. He knows what me and my husband are going through right now in this season of two weeks, <laughs> right? And, and then two weeks seems like a long time when you want your happy place every day, right? Two weeks seems like forever when I thrive to live in my happy place every day in my marriage every single day. So two weeks feels like an eternity. And I'm like, oh, no, what is this? Please make it go away. And we want it to we want it to go away. We want to avoid it. We want to circumvent it. We want to even rush through it sometimes. But sometimes when we rush through seasons or we rush through circumstances and situations that God is bringing to us, we miss the point. We miss the growth option or the growing option, opportunity, I should say, the growing opportunity. We miss the growing opportunity if we don't just sit with the discomfort or sit with the pain or sit with the two weeks of a really hard season or a hard time in my marriage, right? And so I say seasons can last from a week, in my opinion, to years, right? And so I don't diminish people who've been struggling in their marriage for a very long time at all, because that is a season. I don't diminish anyone who feels like me where it's been two weeks of really of a just abrasive or just like that rub in your marriage where you're like, ugh, I can't wait till this is over. Um, and I don't I don't diminish two weeks of a hard of hard inter- interaction in your marriage at all, because it's real. And it's important for you to, to, to just be still even in the midst of the season, or the or the situation. Be still, what is God trying to teach you? What is he trying to say to you? What is he trying to show you? That one of the things that I love is the fact that I do have a husband who's home and is able to um, really just disciple my children, that my children are not growing up in a single parent home. That blesses my heart. Now, they're not growing up in a single parent home, largely, largely because my husband and I are committed to fighting for our marriage, even during tough seasons, tough, tough circumstances, tough um, years, right? And so I just want to thank you for allowing me to be real, allowing me to be vulnerable in front of you to let you know that, you know, my stuff is raggedy too. (laughs) There's times in my marriage that are amazing and they're great, but there are also times when they're not so great and he doesn't like me very much and I don't like him very much. And as long as we don't feel that way at the same time, right? (laughs) And even if we do, we don't make any hasty decisions to run to the divorce court. 
but that we really truly understand that we're going through this tough time in our relationship for a reason for to grow me to grow him to grow us closer to God so that we can truly be examples and that God can use us for his glory to help encourage other couples in their own marriage not to give up to hold on to lean on God during this time to not try to fix it don't try to run away from the discomfort because I think we all do nobody wants to be in a place of offense nobody wants to not like their spouse nobody wants to not even feel like being like even wanting to be around them or talk to them or touch them nobody wants to do that I don't know about you but I don't know anybody who is like oh yeah I love when we have really tough times in our marriage because it it really grows us what no we we go through these things because God thinks we need them right we um he nothing can happen to us that doesn't that isn't allowed to grow us by literally things have to everything has to pass by God for it to be approved to the devil who has no authority in our lives in our marriages at all unless we give it to him we have complete authority over our marriage over our finances over our situation our circumstance if as long as we know the order as long as we understand our the power god has given us and we use it according to his principles but we have authority we can choose to go get a divorce That's not God telling us to get a divorce because he already said, I hate divorce. Right. But we are making that decision and we can we have freedom of choice, but not freedom of consequence. And so he said, let whatever man let no man. So whatever I brought together, let no man separate. Right. So if God brought you together, let no man separate, including yourself. Right. That's so deep. Let no man separate, including yourself. But. In order for you not to separate yourself, you've got to go to the source. You've got to go to God. You've got to scream, yell, God, you may. And I've had these conversations with God and I've said, Lord, Adrian is your son and I need I need to borrow your eyes. I need to see him the way you see him because I, do, I see him the way Christy sees him. And I don't like him very much right now. <laughs> He's really getting on my nerves right now. And I don't want to be around him right now. I don't want him to touch me right now. Why do we do that, right? Why do women do that? Don't touch me. (laughs) When, When we're hurt or annoyed or bothered, get off me. Don't touch me. Hilarious. I don't know why we do that. But, um, but I really do believe that, that God does when I call on him, when I say, God, I need to see Adrian the way you see him. He literally will pour out grace. He pours out compassion. He pours out love. He pours out forgiveness. He pours out just understanding and caring and kindness. It's amazing. Try it. Ask God to, for, for his eyes towards people that may be getting on your nerves right now. And watch God show up. It's really awesome. And so again, thank you so, so much for, for creating a safe place for me to show up, for me to be real, for me to be vulnerable with you in the own, my own season of where I'm in, in where I am at in my marriage. I'm hopeful and prayerful that 
the season won't last very long, that it's just a matter of, of making the time to have, and, and really having the courage to have the hard conversations uh, with Adrian to really feel heard, to allow him to feel heard, to feel understood, for him to feel understood and re-engaging, recommitting, resetting our marriage uh, back to what are the things that we need to be working on during this season so that we can stay connected and don't, uh, don't give the enemy a foothold. Don't give him space in our marriage to wreak havoc. And that is intention. It takes, it takes commitment. It takes discipline. It takes intention and awareness. So I pray that this was a blessing to you. It definitely blessed me. Thank you for allowing me to share. And if this is, if there's anyone who's popped up in your mind or including yourself while listening to this podcast, please share it with them. I I pray that this will encourage them, that it will give them hope that they will know that they are not alone and they are encouraged to just lean on God during this time of this tough time in your marriage and to trust him, to ask him for his eyes to uh, see your spouse. But thank you again. I love you with all my heart. I appreciate you listening each and every week. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I really, really appreciate it. If you are not following us on Instagram at Wife Wisdom, I invite you to join our tribe over on social media on Instagram. If you have not rated our podcast on iTunes, please do so to rate and review us. That would be awesome in helping other women find our podcast. But most importantly, I just thank you so much for continuing to be consistent and listening to our podcast each and every week, sharing this with your sister circle and continuing to just share and and send me love and encouragement and support that this is blessing you, that it's encouraging you, that you truly are benefiting and feel like you're being served through this podcast. So thank you so much for being here. I love you so much with all my heart and I look forward to connecting with you next week. Bye-bye. The Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones was created to help you cultivate the heart of a wife by giving you practical tools, tips, and techniques to live happily ever after. Well, at least most of the time. (laughs) So until next week, keep learning, keep listening, and keep love first. Bye-bye.